You're watching the Tesla Life live with your host, Mark Douglas. Whenever Mark turns on monetization, Hello, we need to get everybody. you a, a deep voice effect. <laughs> it's getting better every week, let me tell you. I just talked. He can sound like, like WrestleMania. Like... He talks into his cup. That's the secret. I didn't know that. WrestleMania Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Monster Truck Jam. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Test Life number two seventy four. Here we are, the fifth of October, twenty twenty two. A new month for the show, and we're all in already. It. We are what? there. We are in I'm October. I don't know. It just seems like last week it was April, but uh, apparently it's <laughs> changed. But uh, welcome to the show. We got a whole bunch of news we're going to tackle this week. Um, let's get going with the first story. Uh, Casey is on deck. Doesn't matter who's here, who we are. So uh, first in the chat initially was was the. Uh, uh, <laughs> you guys all know us. We're good. One, 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 one Dana Pearson and uh, and the message was retracted and then the first message that we could see was Derek Ludwig. Hello, Tesla lifers, and of course we've got Hello. Hockey Day in the chat. Uh, has anyone yeah. seen my left hand? Feels mechanical. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Um, you got anything uh, before we get going, Patrick? No, uh, I, right. I, I did like how uh, speaking of the robot hand, I did like how they used that to do the countdown, and then yes. when we got to zero, it just <laughs> rock. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, is it rocking or does it love us? <laughs> yes. So uh, first up, we've got uh, EVgo. Uh, you might remember a couple of, was it years ago now. Yeah, it was years ago. Uh, they had had bought a bunch of uh, Chatmo adapters and chained them to their to their stations. Well, now they've bought a bunch of the Tesla CCS adapters. And Mark and I were wondering how they're going to keep people from walking away with them because on the on the Chatmo adapter you had um, a skinny middle cable. And a fat end and a medium end, the Tesla end and the uh, Chatamo mm -hmm. end. But the CCS adapter has a fat end and then a slippery um, nozzle shaft, whatever you want to call it. And um, it'd be a lot harder to secure. So I, I suggest that maybe they'll drill a hole inside and stick a cable in the hole. But um, this will be really cool because sometimes EVgo gives away free charging, just as Electrify America and Tesla do. And other times it could be the only one in the town that you're in. And that would be a nice uh, not having to make a detour. Or worse, exactly. you could be in Southern California during a holiday. And the, the EVgo may have a slot. And you may have to wait 15 minutes for a slot on the Tesla. So let me just scoot on over to the left side of the parking lot. And there we go. <laughs> so they're going to have these um, charging stations that are effectively compatible with Teslas in the U.S. where they... New Tesla proprietary connector, right? Yeah. So, uh, why are they doing that instead of expecting the Tesla drivers to just buy the adapter? Because if you expect the Tesla driver to spend two hundred fifty dollars, uh, then they may just go to the supercharger and give Elon your money instead of coming over to your place and giving you their money. Okay. So why do they have to use adapters instead of just? Um, I thought Tesla open sourced their patents and that they could just. Uh, because Tesla. last time a company tried this was ChargePoint, they deconstructed the Chatamo adapter and stuck it in their car or in their charger um, cabinet, and they got a cease and desist from Tesla Legal. <laughs> huh. 
Yeah. That just doesn't seem like that's uh, Tesla's uh, advancing the mission by doing cease and desist like that. <laughs> I agree. Hmm. I, I think it was the issue that they, they didn't ask Tesla in the first place. They just right. went ahead and deconstructed and constructed, and that was it. And then mm. I've seen a couple of like teardowns of that thing, and it was just mostly glue, a couple chips, and a couple wires. So maybe Tesla was afraid that that, that it wasn't done properly. That, that you know maybe it'd start a fire and be like, Tesla's catch fire at charge point stations. And and so I, I can see their their leeriness on that particular one. Although Here in Ontario, I... there's a there's a, a group called Ivy, and they've installed the Chatamos uh, to. Uh, Chatmo plug with, of course, the Chatmo adapter for Tesla, uh, which limits it to 50, 50 kilowatts. Yeah, but mm -hmm. um, that is an option uh, for people that uh, are on the highways here that uh, allows them to, you know, in an emergency, they could use that over a, a Tesla charger. And they've actually uh, used zip ties uh, that are metal, uh, nice. that uh, <laughs> a little, little harder to uh, disconnect. Uh, but that's what keeps that adapter attached to the Chatamo plug here in Ontario. So there's another. So just group go that's MCS three for everything. That way we got one plug worldwide. We don't have to worry about this CCS two, CCS one. And then when we finally like have it. cars that can take it, they'll be they'll be zipping on in. And if it's a semi truck, <laughs> it'll take a normal speed. We'll be good to go. Yep, that's what I think. Uh oh, we lost Casey. No, Casey's I mean, video. Yeah, <laughs> my video's gone. That's what that is. It's hanging from the ceiling. I'm Spider Man. He's Spider Man. <laughs> Very good. Very good. But for those who aren't aware, well, my, another... my webcam is actually literally hanging upside down. And so I have software to flip it over. And then sometimes oh. the software doesn't play nice. No, no, you're Spider Man. Come on. Let's just stay with the original story. That works much better. That works much, much, much more intrigue to the audience. Live from the um, live from Oz. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Patrick, what do you got going on uh, about Megapacks? Yeah, well, if uh, Casey's going to Australia, I'm going to go to Hawaii. <laughs> <All right. laughs> because uh, Hawaii is working towards a future free from fossil fuels. And you know how much Literally. I love that? Yes, <laughs> Literally. they are. Right. So uh, Hawaii is marked a, a shift away from coal as their last shipment arrives. And, and with perfect timing, this arrived at the same time as some Tesla Megapacks. So I'll just read a little bit of the article to you. Hawaii is shifting away from coal and moving towards renewable energy. The state has a goal to reach 100% green energy by 2045. A big, steps toward, a big step toward that goal was announced earlier this year when their utility revealed plans for one of the largest battery packs of energy storage in the world using Tesla Megapacks. The project will use 158 Megapacks. That's 565 megawatt hours. The system will be powered by renewable energy that it will store, and this will replace the last coal plant in the state. The, the final shipment arrived this week, and the shutdown is planned when the load of this load of coal is done. So their last shipment of coal arrived this week, and when that's gone, that's it. And in what might be a perfect juxtaposition, Elon Musk shared a photo showing the port where the coal was arriving and had an arrow pointing at the Tesla Megapacks nearby that were recently offloaded from the exact same port. There you the go. I just thought I'm that gonna, was a really cool I'm story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> Make a pack <laughs> through the window. <laughs> what you got going on there? <laughs> right. Yeah. When you're on an island and you have to have this coal delivered all the time to keep things up and running, uh, it's being renewably powered on an island makes so much more sense. Yes. And, it, and, and look at look at the weather in Hawaii. Like it's yeah. perfect for solar generation. So mm -hmm. uh, putting up the panels and then allowing uh, the batteries to soak up that uh, energy and store it, uh, the perfect solution as opposed to burning some sort of fossil fuel uh, that will pollute. And uh, and as Patrick has mentioned, you, you have to keep retopping it up uh, with new shipments coming in. So yeah. uh, this is a perfect solution as we've seen in Puerto Rico and we've seen in other island nations uh, across the world. So it's... It's catching on. Uh, and speaking of the, the original, Australia, uh, another yeah, huge island. island. Mm -hmm. But so, we, also uh, saw, we also saw it in American Samoa and a couple other larger small islands uh, where the concept was proven. They, they either turned off or, or seriously curtailed their diesel generators and replaced them with the, with the mega packs or a bunch of power packs, but most of them were mega packs and, uh, and massive solar arrays. And they were able to literally stop having to worry about, oh man, is the diesel diesel boat going to come on time? Is the diesel boat going to come? Are we going to have to shut off all the lights? No, we're good. Sun is shining. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Being self-sufficient is really important. Yeah. Very cool. Puerto Rico. So, uh... <laughs> Lots happening in Puerto Rico. Uh, they keep getting socked by hurricanes. And, and when it comes time to rebuild their, their grid, they're not allowed to, to rebuild it to a modern spec. They have to rebuild it back to the previous garbage. And then it gets knocked out again because it was that not. That makes no, no sense. Well, it, at least, at least in Puerto Rico, some <laughs> of the infrastructure, like hospitals, have been able to move away. Uh, certain certain hospitals have been able to move away from it. So uh, they're, they're building in the redundancy. Uh, hopefully... It can be modified so they can uh, they can all uh, partake in that. Mm -hmm. The good thing is that's they have better voter turnout, than, uh, right? But that's, mm -hmm. the, the good thing is Puerto Rico has a better voter turnout than than mainland USA. Yeah, they, they need to vote. That's that's something you need to look out for, though. All of our Puerto Rican. Well, voters. speaking of not vote but boats, yeah. he's got our next story, <laughs> uh, which uh, is kind of interesting. Mm. So uh, Elon just out of the blue was tweeting and nobody asked him and everybody was confused. When does uh, that ever happen? <laughs> well, a lot of times he doesn't just give us new stuff at random. Usually it's memes. So uh, let's see. Where did, where did he start with this? Let me share the screen here. Um, again, totally unprompted. I, I was sure he was replying to somebody and he was not. I, I was looking and I couldn't find a reply uh, line above it. Elon says, Cybertruck will be waterproof enough to serve briefly as a boat so that it can cross rivers, lakes, and even seas that are not too choppy. Uh, it needs to be able to get from Starbase to South Padre Island, which requires crossing the channel. And uh, hopefully uh, somebody's got a picture of this, this place. Otherwise, i got to find it on, on Google Maps again. Um, I mean, he's, he's so already he said... out of left field with this, saying right. that, uh, they, that they want to use it at Starbase uh, to cross a channel. Is, is what he's basically getting at, that, the, that they're designing it uh, so they can do this. Exactly. And, and Something that serves briefly as oh, a boat oh, oh, is oh, not oh, a boat. Oh, <laughs> oh, look it for oh. me. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't know that was part of you. I didn't know you had that Yes. Plan. Yes. So uh, in, a, in a response tweet, um, our friends over at the Washington State Department of Natural Resources and their uh, derelict vehicle recovery uh, service, uh, they tweeted... 
Uh, our derelict vessel crews are begging you to understand that anything that serves briefly as a boat, in quotes, should not be used as a boat. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, great mind. Yes, that is that is true. I mean, a cardboard box could be briefly a boat. <laughs> like, right. And, and seconds and, count as briefly. <laughs> and, and, and we've seen in other all the other Teslas, except for the original Roadster, they also serve briefly as a boat. And Elon said, you can wheel, use the wheels for thrust motors and, and, and whatever. Uh, but then they sink. Uh, but 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 at the same time, you know, they do help the person get across whatever they're trying to get across out of a flooded tunnel or whatever. Again, not recommended. Avoid your warranty. Tesla will be like, oh, swimming's not covered, and you know, you could get stuck and drown. Exactly. But um, uh, we've seen some folks do it, and, and it was better than the alternative, and, and it turned out okay-ish. But their cars had major <laughs> repairs, if not totaled. Um, so nobody was expecting Elon to just reiterate that because everybody assumed it would be as much as like a boat as all of the other Teslas. And, and it was already in the, um, in the, the uh, crowdsourced uh, design session that we did with him, but um, he brought it up again and right. also freaked, freaked out the, the Washington department. He had, he had the definitely not recommended it yes. in this before. And he did not reiterate that as he should have in this right. one. Right. Yes. So I'm pulling up a map to show you a little something. Um, can you imagine with two million Cybertrucks sold at some point in the future, how many are we going to find at the bottom of the sea or ocean or deep <laughs> rivers? Like it's, it's, you know, the people that buy these cars are going to test them regardless, but uh, yeah. with a little encouragement from Elon, that the percentage of people going to test things really ramps up. Yes. Yeah. All right. So now I'm pulling up a uh, map here. Let's uh, let me get it on screen. So, uh, you know, I, I was leaning towards that Elon was just exaggerating what we already knew until I saw this map. And now I'm wondering, was he testing out the products again? Because uh, right now you're looking at a one hour trip, uh, 50 minutes to one hour, depending on traffic. Because uh, when I looked on Sunday, it was one hour or, or like 55 minutes or something. Uh, so to get from, from, from Starbase to South Padre, uh, as a, briefly as a boat, we're talking a, a good little distance, at least three to six miles from here to here. Uh, assuming that the waters are still. Uh, yeah. I don't know what he's going for. That's, is, that's, is that's a little more briefly. Is it possible he's going to go into that state park and then uh, push up and then just make the channel crossing at that short little spot at the end? Possibly, assuming that... Uh, let's let's go change our view. Let's see if that if that has a, uh, a way that you can get back out of the water. <laughs> uh... Oh look, you pop up in someone's subdivision. Right. I don't know. I don't know the <laughs> Okay, that's down better than a wildlife a refuge. <laughs> yeah. Getting down here is a bit of a drop. Uh, yeah, they, this, they'll, this they'll could just work. drive along they'll drive along the beach and then they'll make the crossing at the other beach and then pop into that subdivision. No problem. So I don't know why he didn't just say I'm gonna make a boring tunnel here, because like clearly it's it's a matter of he just doesn't want to drive in traffic to get home. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, crazy, but so, uh, so yeah. So, so seeing that distance, I'm wondering what 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 is Elon defined as briefly? Because uh, as Washington State said, you know, briefly does not mean a boat. Briefly means emergency. I fell in. I need to get back out. Not <laughs> let's go I, I on an adventure. Based, based on that tweet, I wonder if we'll see an actual demonstration. We better uh, before some fool tries I'll it. Push this whole thing into <laughs> overdrive. If that's the case, if he's gonna if he's gonna go out there and film him crossing, oh boy, look out! Uh, you're gonna have 
You're going to have everybody with their Cybertruck testing out kiddie pools first, then working their way up the rivers. Uh, I'm going to smoosh the kiddie pool, but hopefully uh, if, if he does do a demo, it's proper safety crews. We don't want to see uh, him edit to top 10 inventors killed by their inventions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do not want to see that. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And I don't want to see a bunch of tape like that guy with the plaid. Because that right. one was supposed to be a submarine and, and then it, it, it drowned. Well, like like, well, like we've said with, with other vehicles, S's and 3's uh, in flood zones. We've seen a lot of videos of those guys becoming partial submarine pilots as they uh, work their way through flooded areas. So, uh, again, that's brief, right? That's just yeah, that's a brief. brief time in the water. Uh and in those cases, the vehicle was always in contact with the ground because or near uh, it. Yeah. So it's uh, I don't know with with a truck with uh, thirty some inch tires uh, churning. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, and and, I like and I'm sure we're going to see it. I yeah. am sure we're going to see it. So uh, get ready, people, because uh, it's coming. I think Hockey Day just qualified to be on the hardcore legal team at Tesla. <laughs> read, read it for those on, in their car, Patrick. That's right. Yes. It's uh, from Hockey Day. Do not try this at home. Stunt drivers and professionals. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then Derek was asking about um, the FSD computer installation. I think it was 2000 and before that it was 3000 and they've now lowered it to 1500 for the FSD computer installation if you are going to be a subscriber rather than a uh, today giving them 15 grand or the difference uh, between 15 grand and uh, enhanced autopilot. But um, that's as of today. Who knows what will be next week? Uh, the price of the computer could drop. The price of FSD could rise. We've seen both. Yeah. Yep. Repeated yeah, that. <laughs> next, uh, Patrick's got another story about chargers. And uh, That's what's going right. on with uh, with uh, with uh, battery storage? That's right. Tesla is not just a car company; they have an energy division as well. And uh, so, this next story, I'm not how I'm not sure how you say the name of this group. Uh, Fushini Group has installed 307 Tesla Powerwalls. And it, it, Casey and I were talking about this earlier. If you're getting that many. Why not get a mega pack? Oh, well, because they are installing them at their stores. So um, this company has several stores. They have at home and jet stores, and they are installing, they've so far installed power walls at 43 of their locations, and they plan to install them at more. So they are installing these at their stores so that when load shedding happens, they don't lose power. So I guess they're in an area where they are not a uh, priority customer. And when the mm -hmm. grid is overloaded, their power gets cut off. And if you're a store trying to sell stuff and your cash register goes out, you don't have a point of sales device, boom, you're out of business. You can't make money that day. So or if it's uh, like, you know, like 40 C outside and, 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 uh, and you got customers in the back <laughs> You don't want them to get out because it's hot. You don't want them to melt. Well, they'll right. just get out because it's hot, yes. but, but but you want the AC to work so they stay in the shop. Exactly. Yes. If you're a store and it's it's hot and you don't have air conditioning, no one's going to be in there, even if you do have power. So, so yeah. So, this, even if you can run the cash register. So, uh, this is their answer to that. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool that there are businesses using power walls. 
using it to keep the lights on, using it to keep their stuff running. And when you lose power, you have to go through this reset and get everything going again. Well, they can avoid all that. They keep the lights on, keep their stuff running. And uh, they're also going to be able to use this to reduce their energy costs. So we've talked about that. Right now, I'm running on batteries and yep. solar. And uh, that's because uh, well, so this <laughs> time of day is when electricity is the most expensive. So I don't use the grid. And they're going to be able to do the same thing. They'll be able to charge up their batteries overnight and not use it during the, the highest price time of day. Uh, and the last line of this article, I wanted to read this, it's just really short. Last year, Tesla reported that 250,000 power walls had been installed globally. Ooh. So uh, we're, that was 2021. So uh, how many have been installed this year when they have even more battery capacity available? Uh, because they've, they've had a lot of constraints in the past and uh, they're getting past that now, which is awesome. Uh, it's, it's really cool to see if everybody can do this and th that's going to have less demand on the grid and then we can all use it for all the things that we need to help electrify all the things. So uh, exactly. my power wall was one of those ones from 2021. It's at my dad's house and uh, it helped him get through the hurricane. Like it's, it's, as soon as it was approaching relanding again, uh, his power went out and he's on the river, which is... <laughs> Quite, a, quite an experience, but uh, his his his, uh, his power wall had already been in Stormwatch because they said, hey, a mm -hmm. hurricane is approaching you. And exactly. um, well, my power wall, his house. Yes, <laughs> uh, yes. He, he only has he only has the one. He needs two or three. Uh, so so when when it, uh, when the power did go out, he said, all right, I'm gonna shut off the air conditioner. I'm gonna stop cooking and drying clothes. But you know, it said, all right, ten hours remaining. And, and and you know, when the sun came back out, it would start recharging again. And. Mm -hmm. uh, just like Patrick said, you know, you can shape your your, your demand so you're not drawing as much from the grid. It, it's it's a great solution. And uh, also, like Patrick said, uh, we were talking before the show. I was like, man, when I first saw the headline, it's like 307 power walls. Don't you feel bad? You canceled the power pack. And wait a minute, wouldn't that fit a small mega pack? And then then as Patrick, you know, we both found out that these are at the individual sites. They had already done 80 sites, and so now they said, eh, 80 is good, but we're gonna go ahead and do all 130 of our sites. So I bet you next time we hear from this group, they're going to be installing solar across all their roofs. Yeah, that would make that perfect sense. sense. Uh, after installing two to three of these uh, per store, uh, having a, a solar array, uh, as uh, as your father mentioned, Casey, uh, you can charge up when the sun comes up in the morning. Um, yeah. So prolong that 10 hours to maybe a full day or uh, you know beyond 24-hour period, which would be ideal. Uh, so yeah. you, could, you could basically... Um, yeah, stay uh, without any grid connection for a number of days uh, would be would be ideal. Yeah. And then the other cool thing is, you know, while it gets you through the night, as long as it doesn't die in the middle of the night, like to zero percent, when the sun comes up, it wakes up, sucks it all down. So you're good to go. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, the next story is the uh, big lead that we buried halfway in the show uh, with the <laughs> mechanical... <laughs> <laughs> the mechanical arm, uh, which uh, kind of reminded me of the Terminator movie, the first one with the yes, a little less sinister, <laughs> but it looks exactly like with that. the arm, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, a little bit less sinister. But um, Tesla, of course, had its AI Day Two, which I don't know if you guys noticed, but they changed the name of it at the last moment to AI Day Twenty Twenty Two. Yeah, we're so, gonna have another uh, one next this year. Is gonna, this is going to be an annual thing. Uh, is what uh, was said after the show. 
So uh, this is uh, this was a three-hour presentation uh, where they went into a, a bit of a deep dive of the uh, engineering <laughs> of Optimus. Uh, mm -hmm. They went into the details of the uh, robot uh, that they're putting together. They had a number of firsts uh, during the presentation. Uh, the robot actually took its first untethered steps during the presentation. Uh, there was a lot of nervous engineers around that robot <laughs> as it made its first few steps, let me tell you. Uh, but before they had it, uh, they had this gantry above it that it would, would, you know, it would hold it if it happened to trip. But in this case, it, it took a number of steps and raised its arms and moved around the stage. Uh, and uh, there was a couple of different uh, talks about, you know, what the robot was going to look like. They had... Um, uh, the original one that did its walking was um, okay. Bumble it was, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of very appliance looking uh, to well, me. The first thing I noticed was the chest because that is in my dashboard right now. That is uh, the hardware three for the legacy cars. Uh, they have air cooled instead of water cooled, and so those fans they stuck right out. <laughs> and we also found out some details that uh, this robot is being powered by two point three uh, kilowatt hours yeah. uh, of battery pack, uh, which will keep it operational, they said, for a day. And mm -hmm. uh, it, uh, in this case, you could see the tether, and, and actually that's probably an electrical tether as well, uh, because so, this yeah. robot does have the option of attaching, if it's not going too far, it can basically be connected to an extension cord, uh, which keeps it powered uh, for forever. Uh, but uh, the one with the 2.3 uh, gigawatt hour pack, uh, they say it should last a day. Make, uh, kilowatt hour pack. <laughs> yeah, kilowatt hour. <laughs> so so it, it uh, actually works in the factory. So mm -hmm. yeah, so there was a, and they, they went into a, a number of different details about the robot itself. They talked about uh, its walking ability. They talked about its, its hands, uh, its opposable thumbs. Um, they talked about uh, future versions of the robot, which you can see a photo of there as it uh, as it uh, smooths out some of the appliance looking and gets a little bit uh, a little bit more streamlined, a little bit more aerodynamic, a little bit yeah. more humanoid shaped. Uh, the belt buckle and, and this this <laughs> yeah the buckle the tech the textless buckle that was kind of cool. Um, but uh, this, this one is, couldn't uh, walk because it was it was was just finished shortly before the right. show, right? Uh, right. And so, so a lot of dis, yeah, a lot of disingenuous there basically. Yeah, a, little, a lot of disingenuous folks would would show this or the video of this part and say, "Look, it couldn't even walk, and it's uh, Tesla's lying to you." Blah blah blah. Totally ignoring <laughs> the fact that exactly thirty seconds before the the one that we showed you earlier, the the the, the gears and wire one had just walked out on stage without a tether. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, if you've been following uh, Tesla for any length of time, you know there are naysayers, and eventually they're proven wrong. <laughs> so the much to criticize about lying. <laughs> the other thing I found really interesting was about their attention to how much energy this robot is burning. So they, mm -hmm. they want to know uh, that it's, it's how much it burns when it's completely at rest yep. and how much it burns when it's at its most active stage. If it was you know, jogging, uh, walking briskly, uh, tracking that type of thing. Because Tesla is wanting to make a robot that uh, they can build 
quickly and it can be used uh, in applications immediately uh, upon creation. So they're looking to build one that's economically sound, that is uh, very good on energy uh, mm -hmm. and uh, allows it uh, to be useful right out of the box. So uh, sounds a lot like their cars, right? Like it's yeah. it sounds mm -hmm. like when it, when it's something about making sure that the bot uh, is very energy efficient, or you know, in the case of a car, aerodynamic, and you're looking to make sure that the uh, motors are efficient and it's using everything in the most efficient manner. That's exactly what they're doing with this robot. There are going to be probably hundreds of different iterations of this uh, bot uh, as it goes through the evolutionary cycle. And Tesla is going to uh, look at making it economical as well as highly useful and, of course, efficient. Um, mm. And, of course, uh, the price uh, it was somewhat announced where Elon had indicated that he believes that the price of the bot will be about twenty thousand dollars is where yeah. he he placed it. He so, did say it was a guess, though. It's just yeah, well, it was a guess. So that's only twenty k, but you got to pay twenty k for FSD. <laughs> it doesn't work without it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. So, uh, Mark, well, they did mention the that. You... Uh, sorry, they did mention that it that it's got all eight cameras from from the FSD. And uh, when mm -hmm. Mark was talking about the energy efficiency, they they compared it to a human. They said humans burn hundred watts just sitting there thinking about life, and they wanted it to burn less when it was sitting still. Go ahead, Patrick, sorry. Yeah. Um, the thing that I found more fascinating about it is um, they talked about how, oh, yeah, we could make uh, this one part out of titanium, and that would be better, but we are looking to make it affordable. Mm -hmm. We don't want this to just be, you know, a million-dollar robot and, and uh, you know, NASA can buy one or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, it's make it affordable. So uh, make the tendons in a way that... Um, there uh, can be easily mass manufactured. You can make a lot of them. You can get the price down. And we've seen this with their cars. If you compare the, the price today to the price in 2012, a decade ago, it's down significantly. And the, and the performance is higher. The range is higher. The zero to 60 is better. They're, the, every generation, every iteration, they've gotten better. And... Uh, especially if you look at them adjusted for inflation, the price is significantly lower. We've had a lot of inflation recently. So yeah. uh, I, I, uh, when, when Musk says 20,000, okay, does that mean 20,000 in today's dollars and you know, five or 10 years from now when you can actually buy the bot? Is it, you know, that's obviously not gonna still be the price. Right. But, but uh, I just like the fact that um, Boston Dynamics is not thinking about make it as cheap as possible. I mean, that's just not on their radar. And then a lot of, there's been a lot of walking in six months. Yeah. And then the dog could walk in six months with Boston Dynamics. Yeah. One of the things that Tesla's doing that's very different is their perception. And uh, so they're going to be able to collect a, a lot of data to improve the AI for this device. And uh, that if you do things in mass quantity, you can collect a ton of data, which is the data set you need to make improvements for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it, it becomes a virtuous, self-fulfilling, positive feedback loop. And you just don't get that unless you can do things in mass quantity. And a little bit of overlap, too, since it's using the same FSD. If, if the right. thing is operating outside, you've already got millions of robots that have been outside every day on the streets. 
So it yeah. can operate in a parking lot in a, in, a, in, a, in proximity to pedestrians, uh, which yes, the four wheeled robots versus the two legged robot. Right, and then uh, you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned using cheaper parts uh, instead of using titanium, they'd use like steel or something. Um, that also would give them another instance. plastic, even yeah, that would also give them another revenue stream with um, uh, like replacing the tendons in the hand every so many thousands of hours of operating the hands. Yeah, that's that's oh, yeah. what they're 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 aiming to make it affordable uh, going you know going forward is that uh, I understand that the Atlas bot from Boston Dynamics uh, is about two million dollars per Ooh. per Atlas bot. The dog is so, seventy thousand uh, by itself. So you, you know, get, you get one dog or three three Tesla bots. <laughs> so this this is looking at uh, having uh, something that's usable that's affordable uh, to many uh, out of the box and. As Patrick mentioned about the titanium compared to other materials, um, they did have a demonstration of one of the actuators that are used in the legs of this uh, of this bot, and uh, they had it impressively uh, lifting a, a grand piano uh, as it was stretching, uh, pulling up, letting go, pulling up, letting go multiple times. So, um, obviously, they're looking to make sure that this this bot is highly functional. Uh, ruggedized in some way that it can perform those tasks, uh, but yet it's still affordable. So uh, what happened to you can overpower it? I can't well, lift a grand piano over and over again. <laughs> you, you you can if we take your if you take your thigh off your leg and leverage. then hook it up to the ceiling and then hook a grand piano to the other side and then give it power. Your thigh will yeah. also lift a grand piano. And if you don't bleed out in that amount of time, you can watch it happen. <laughs> okay, like I said, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they then went on after that demo to point out that 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 uh, you know with their strength requirements, uh, the fact that they use a knee that's similar to our knee means that uh, you know they have the same sort of. It also cannot do it if if you put the leg on the bot, it can't lift the piano either. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. but you know as it's running, walking, and lifting, uh, we do put those kind of forces on our body. That's why your leg muscles and and bones are the l largest ones in the body. And that's another thing that kind of touched upon during the presentation was that. Uh, uh, in the human anatomy, uh, which the bot is obviously using a lot of uh, as a blueprint, uh, we have the ability that our joints, uh, if they go a certain way, for example, there is the freedom that for a few degrees it can twist an opposite way. And they're trying to build that into the actuators of that uh, device as well. So that if things go awry and it has to twist or uh, maybe the load shifts and makes an actuator twist, that it's got that same freedom to move a little bit, not completely, but enough maybe to get it by an accident situation. Uh, yeah, I've got to send my body in for ACL repair. Oh, no. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, you might. So, you know, they, when they mentioned what to do if you fall, like uh, if you put your hands out and you fall too hard, you might break your arms on the, on the bot. Yeah. Or as a human, and so they, when they demonstrated their bot falling, they showed it put its hands down by its side and fall on its face, because uh, you can replace the face cover and, and then call it a day, <laughs> versus having to do arm surgery. Uh, it's not as bad as human arm surgery, but you know having or, to stop it and replace put the a arms. hockey helmet with a shield on it, and he'd be fine. There you go. But you might block yeah. the cameras with that. I'm gonna <laughs> name my bot Jason. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I only use it on Friday the 13th. Yeah, that wouldn't be scary at all. No. But also, also to where you were talking about power savings, uh, they mentioned that uh, part of the thing with the, the hand tendons is uh, once they close it, they can lock it, and they don't have to use any power to, to keep the, mm. the hand in position. And then um, if they yes. if they let it go, it'll spring back because they're using springs instead of powering it back open. So it'll spring back to an open hand. Right. 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 So those Pretty are all cool. things uh, again that that 
that touch on the efficiency as well, uh, being able to lock it in place and then let go and the tendons spring back uh, and not having to use that extra power uh, to spring it back. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a fun ride. Uh, and, of yeah. course, this demonstration, as we've mentioned before, was basically a recruitment tool. Oh, this yeah. was the hand thing reminds me of the door handles. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and then, and then to entice those engineers, new engineers, to get involved with the program. So, yeah, and then, then they rolled right in from the two-legged robot to the four-wheeled robot, and they showed us a little bit of their advancements in in the uh, FSD perception and how it uh, how it uh, works with the how it decides what to do with the lanes, some of the streamline uh, thought processes they put in there uh, about how much of a data set they're working with. It's just truly massive data set, petabytes every month. And then they showed us what they did to, 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 to be able to chew through that in two weeks instead of two weeks instead of a month. And, and uh, weeks. Yeah. <laughs> then they showed us um, how they how they have, have like a like a like I forgot what the, it's not really the dojo it's a, the, like a playground like how in five minutes they can recreate your city uh, at any kind of weather any kind of like level of like the paint is all of a sudden faded or uh, the paint is crisp uh, the kid walks out into the street and it's how they can train it. Uh, without having to redo that training in the real world and see something like that happen more than right. one time. I thought that was the most impressive thing that I saw in the demo. And I haven't seen any stories covering it. I think it was called Merlin, this system. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, so they can have their cars drive through an area, collect all the sensor data, and then recreate that in a virtual reality where they can do simulation testing. And um, photorealistic uh, simulation uh, training. <laughs> Exactly, because it has to be photorealistic for the network yeah, to actually train so that it applies to the real world. And then they can do fuzz testing. And if you're a software developer and you know what that term is, but it's where you can take variables and you can just have them set randomly. So you can change the weather. So you can have it rainy, stormy, foggy. Uh, you can have it at daytime, nighttime. You can change stoplights to stop signs. You can, do, you can have random other cars doing crazy stuff. You can have pedestrians run out dogs run out, uh, kids in the street, things you have to avoid, double parked. You can put all those scenarios in and just set all those parameters to random and let it let it learn from in that environment. And you can set, you know, uh, points for things like, uh, okay, uh, getting through it is, is a victory, crashing into stuff is not. And then <laughs> you can, based on how score it is, it learns how to, to get better uh, through that environment. So it, it was just the fact that they could recreate any intersection within minutes that their cars have been through. That's the coolest thing, because if you've done any video game development, you know that it takes weeks to build an environment. Well, they can drive through an environment and then actually create that one. And, and with the, the proper lanes and the lane markings and what paint is on the ground, where the manhole covers are, where the... Uh, intersection, the crosswalks, the, even even the paint that's faded or not, and uh, yeah, that was just uh, amazing. Where that truck took out a chunk of curb, or, or tomorrow when the tree falls down in the middle of the road. <laughs> right, the, the yeah. skid marks, or is oh, the yeah, they have the skid crooked. marks in there. They, they match. Yes, <laughs> yeah, crooked signs. Yes, everything. Yeah, it, it, yeah, amazing. Yeah, and then from there they went on to what we all thought they had already started to use, but apparently are still in testing. They went on to discuss Dojo. Um, after everybody thought they weren't going to do it because we were two hours in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. So do they talked about Dojo at Hot Chips conference uh, the week before. So uh, it was nice that they actually presented this uh, to the public now too. That yeah. was cool. 
So they, they, they showed us uh, their advancements from what they showed us before. They showed us the prototype tile and then the one that they held up, and then they put that one in the box and they were working on it. Uh, they, they went through the fact that the thing is so fast that it was actually stopping because it, it couldn't get the data into the chip fast enough. So they had to invent a new protocol and, and a new feeder system to get the data into Dojo. And uh, I, I bet you the next thing they tell us, even before the next AI day, is going to be like, hey, we're using Dojo now. Yeah. And the other thing I it, wanted it's... to point out uh, about the bot, uh, just going back to that for a moment, is that uh, remember, it was only nine months ago uh, right. when Tesla came out on stage with a dancing human in a bot costume. <laughs> yes. Um, so this is this, mm. you know, having a walking, moving uh, bot uh, on stage in nine months. Right. That's incredible. That, yeah, uh, so, yeah. Yeah. And how many of those months were just hiring the team? Right? Uh, at least so. three. Yeah, because a lot yeah. of folks are like, oh, well, Osimo did that 20 years ago. Yeah, well, where's Osimo now? He's in a box. Not, not a coffin. But... <laughs> not a coffin, not so but they, awesome, they, they, huh? they, they retired him. <laughs> and all of his predecessors. He's, he's done. I don't think he's in a box somewhere. Just, just buried he's in, in the, some, in he's some in the Honda museum. room. Yeah. He's, a, he's in a Honda dealership in uh, in uh, Indianapolis. Just he doesn't even move anymore. Room. He's got his arm out like this, and they put, they put hors d'oeuvres <laughs> on him for parties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, it was impressive. Uh, a yeah. lot of stuff had been uh, done to that robot, and uh, as they mentioned, uh, showing the next version, what it's going to look like, obviously – you know, they started in the rudimentary, let's just get it moving. Let's get it started. Uh, then we'll just iterate and get better. And we'll look at the different systems. We'll look at the tendon system. We'll look at the arms, the legs, the head, the, uh, you know, the battery box, all of it. They're just going to iterate those pieces and move it forward. So uh, this is going to be real interesting to watch uh, over time. This is, this is going to be very fun to watch. They, mm -hmm. they they mentioned they said that the bot doesn't like it when you do the balance tests, uh, and then they, they did the thing like Boston Dynamics would always do, where they shove it with a like a stick. Um, was that guy wearing a mask? <laughs> I can't recall. I, I, I don't think uh, he was wearing a mask. But he was off to the side, and he was hitting it with the pole, and like he was behind something, so like he was obscured. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't want any evidence for the robot to catch right. on who that actually was. Hey, Steve, let's yeah. test your balance. Yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, Steve. We'll just wait till you're eating lunch one day, Steve. We're gonna test your balance. Yeah. How's it feel? Take that! Whack, 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 whack. Uh, that was. Oh, that I was can't the, pick up uh, your sandwich now, can you, Steve? <laughs> First day of the Robo Apocalypse. Steve there you go. went down, All and it started. Was... <laughs> All started. Man. Yeah. So it, it was. It was a fun event. It was a bit long, to be yes. honest. Um, started at nine thirty and ended after midnight. Three hours, just a bit too much. But again, it wasn't for me. It was right. for hiring engineers, people that are going. I really want to be part of that program, and yeah. uh, that's uh, that's something. And Casey and I actually said before the start of the show that they probably could have packaged it a little bit better and maybe had breakoff sessions where. Uh, you know, people could maybe you have one that's for the everybody an hour. Yeah. And then after that, there's a couple of different sessions that go into the details and the people that really are geeking out into it. They could go to those and watch those separate videos. But yeah. uh, the rest of, you know, normal people would just uh, watch the overall presentation. I think that would be yeah. a good way to handle it in, uh, on the next one and the future ones to do it like other companies do their 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 their, their tech days where they have a, a keynote that's digestible to, to the layman. 
uh, and that kind of piques the interest of the tech folks so they know which session they want to go to. And then a mm -hmm. lot of them stop their stuff right there. But what the, the good ones do is they just keep going. And then they say, all right, this is session A, session B, session C. And they all go on the same time. And you can pick which channel you want. And then, you know, uh, you can come back and watch it all later if you were a nerd who needed one or two yeah. of the sessions rather than just one. Right. Yeah. yeah. Makes a lot of sense. And that yeah. way you don't have the people saying, oh, Boston Dynamics did this. Or uh, what's new here? <laughs> Osimo did this before they boxed him up. <laughs> <laughs> shipped him to Indianapolis <laughs> oh. oh we joke we joke speaking of overseas <laughs> next uh, we were talking just last week about the ramp up uh, going on with Model Y uh, Berlin uh, had another milestone now uh, at 2000 Model Ys per week uh, so there's another uh, class Rock photo on. as they uh as they manage uh, to get to that uh, milestone, um, so which is great. Yep. Well, that's uh, just another milestone, and uh, we'll continue to see that. Uh, just uh, they're just going to be ramping up, and we'll see that back and forth between Texas uh, and Berlin because uh, they started similarly at the same time. Uh, All right, first to five thousand. Who's going to be? I still won that bet. So. <laughs> <laughs> round two, mention, first to five thousand. that again, but uh... well, there, there are rumors oh, that the, the Shanghai is going to be I'm making terrible. a vehicle that's exactly as long as the Model X. Hmm. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And of course, uh, this week as well marked the end of the quarter three. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, Q3 had ended, and uh, Tesla prompted their numbers over the weekend. Uh, they set another production and delivery uh, record, but not as high, of course, as what Wall Street had expected them to reach, short of what Wall Street thought. Uh, throws a number the, at the wall. Uh, the announcement. Says, this is it. <laughs> yeah. Just the yeah, setting a record. Was, uh, not good enough. Not good enough. Yeah. So this, is their best. this is another yeah, all-time high. And, and, uh -huh. yet, and yet these be higher. They're, they're like, oh, right. well, I think they're going to make a million next quarter. Oh, they only made 999,000, uh, but they didn't even right. tell us they were going to make that many. Uh, I'm mad they missed the million mark. For Punish them. The Punish them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes, sales indeed. are up 35%. Not enough. <laughs> they need 35.5, so I get my bonus. <laughs> so Tesla announced uh, vehicles at the factory where they were to produce 365,923 cars uh, for the quarter. Uh, that is a significant 42% increase uh, from uh, the second quarter of this year. Uh, and uh, also uh, 345,988 uh, cars were produced total at Fremont, Giga Shanghai, Giga Berlin, and Giga Texas. Uh, Model S and X uh, took up the remaining 19,935 units. So that number just stated was, of course, threes and Ys. And uh, so just under 20,000 for SNXs uh, for that third quarter as well. And then Tesla took the time to point out that, uh, that the reason they didn't deliver nearly all the cars they sold is because they ran out of places to ship them with. <laughs> <laughs> so we might see more of a rolling, like Elon had promised us years ago, that we might see more of a rolling set of deliveries. Like, hey, let's, let's line these yeah. up for when the trucks will arrive and the ships will arrive and the trains versus uh, making sure everybody gets theirs on the last week of the quarter. Uh, no matter where they are. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So the 365,000 plus uh, that were uh, produced 
343,000 plus uh, were actually delivered to customers. Which some of these Wall Street fools decided meant that there was no demand for 20,000 cars other than 20,000 cars were waiting on, on, on a ride. Because <laughs> they don't yeah, know how the world works. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's the thing with Wall Street is that, in, and, and really, uh, we as people that have been watching this uh, progression now for years, uh, we're just seeing that the one, the uh, demand still continues to grow. It outpaces what they can make. And two, if Tesla has a bad quarter due to COVID restrictions or or there's a plant that had to be shut down for a period of time for whatever reason, it's not like those sales disappear. They're just picked mm -hmm. up next quarter. So right. it's just it's just a rolling average that continues along. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's, you know, unfortunately, when it comes to Wall Street, they're looking for mechanical amounts every quarter, regardless as to what's happening in the outside world. Uh, and in this case, they didn't quite make those numbers that Wall Street believed they were going to make, even though Tesla had set new records across yep. the board. And, and but, only uh, automobiles. They don't care about energy. They don't care about solar. They don't care about anything else but <laughs> automobiles. Uh, yeah, also, and when you oh, throw a robot in the mix, they deduct points. Like, oh, well, that's a distraction. <laughs> I don't care if it's going to help you build cars in three quarters. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't help you build I, cars I want, tomorrow. I want to know what's happening this week and this yes. week alone. Only this week. So, uh, Hockey Day asked if we think that Giga Texas is getting ready for another car besides Cybertruck. I would say, other than semi truck, then no. Um, that would be they, they've got a lot on their plate right now, just trying to ramp Model Y around the world. Uh, and then mm -hmm. whatever's going on with this mysterious rumor of a Model X length vehicle, whether it's a Model uh, Y extended or if China's actually going to build a Model X. And then, then uh, as we saw with the Model 3 ramp, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, the Cybertruck's going to take a lot out of the company. And then uh, they are significantly behind on semi truck as far as when they promise to have them in customers' hands. So they, oh yeah, I don't think they're they're ready for. I don't even think we're going to see the roadster until uh, if they if the roadster does happen next year, it's probably not going to be till closer to Christmas because they have got a lot on their plates right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I I, uh, I don't know where we're at towards uh, our uh, how many is Tesla going to make for the year, but. Uh, David's winning. Yeah, 1.4 <laughs> million is more like in line compared to the 2.2 or some of the other higher ones that we had in our guesstimate game. Yeah, it's looking that um, way for sure. Yeah, Q1 and Q2 were really rough. Uh, they were uh, not as good as uh, the other years where they've had uh, significant growth um, because of COVID restrictions and other problems. Q3 was a great re rebound from that, but uh, um, they're at a, a total of what, 900? Uh, I'm not sure what their total is for the year so far, but uh, add them up. Uh, Let me see. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think so it's close it's, to a million. Right. Yeah. So uh, to getting getting to two millions, not really, uh, not really in impossible. one quarter. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To, <laughs> That's going to gonna do be everything a tall that, order. Let me tell you. Right. So yeah, one point four, one point five seems more realistic. So for Q two, they guarantee... were at um, uh, two fifty eight. Uh, yep, 580 plus and three 305 407 for Q1. All right, and then plus uh, this this quarter at 365 uh, So about 900. Yep, a little over 900. Yeah, yeah, and you can guarantee that there's going to be a push for quarter four. Like there's there's just oh, gonna yeah. be a push. Oh, is it? There, there's going to yeah, be it's... a huge push uh, because of the lost uh, ground that they had in quarter one and quarter two. So, uh, but uh, again, there's no shortage of demand here. 
uh, they're still selling everything they've got and beyond. So uh, it's uh, it's something that's uh, that uh, some automakers are going into negative figures. Uh, that is not happening with Tesla. They're just rolling this stuff out and they're selling everything they got. So uh, it's going to be a push for quarter four. They're going to try to get as many on the, the tote board as they can. Uh, but uh, you're right. We're not going to see two million this year. Yeah. But, but but do remember though that Shanghai is already running at 1.1 million rates. So next year, pretty quick. I think as long as yeah. nothing else goes wrong, I bet you will be either there or, or sailing through it'll it be, once. Uh, it'll Texas be quite a going. jump for 2023. Yeah. And speaking yeah. of a jump, Casey's got our next story about number of superchargers. Yes. So uh, they have passed 10,000 install installations of superchargers in Europe. And that is really cool. And I do believe this one's talking about handles. Uh, they got there yeah, this, stalls. this mm -hmm. Yeah. So this time they got there by adding six more superchargers to the more than 100 stalls that already exist in France, Spain, Belgium, Germany, Holland, and, and the like. So they are now over 10K. Uh, they did that recently in the U.S. and Canada. And uh, so good to see. Yeah. Another, another uh, well, this, this again is uh is where tesla is excelling uh with the mm -hmm. uh, supercharger network uh, across not only europe uh but uh, asia and uh <laughs> north america so mexico uh, yeah all it's over a america. huge plus for them and it just continues to roll forward so good to see yeah it. i'm actually amazed that they've kept growing it as much as they have i kind of thought that they were going to uh start slaying oh well we've got enough out there we don't need them but if you want to keep having more and more vehicles and you don't want huge long lines, you've got to keep doing what they're doing and stay on the ball. And I'm glad they have. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta build more chargers and more service centers to, to match the more cars that you're building. Right. And, you can't and... just do more cars without <laughs> the things the cars need. <laughs> yes. Uh, they're also going to have to, um, now that they're opening up the superchargers to everybody, they're going to actually adjust their numbers a little bit, a little bit higher than they were before. Cause uh, they're basically pulling an Amazon right here and, and the excess supercharger capacity is what they're, uh, allowing the other the other um, uh, brands to, to soak up to use yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but 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 those same people do travel at the same time as Tesla people for for travel holidays so you still need to adjust your your whatever your calculations are you need to adjust them by just a, just a little percentage over to to ensure that your core customer has a good experience during heavy demand times and yeah, I, I, I still keep saying if they if they partner with somebody who who doesn't have an ego um, <laughs> ego. <laughs> The, the charging brand uh they they they, they could uh they could expand this even faster uh I, I think the problem before was they wanted whoever partnered with them to jump in at half but if they say hey going forward you jump in at half of the new stuff uh you know put your name on it or not we're good to go like, like rivian is, is focusing theirs in the um in the, in the rugged adventure style and tesla's mm -hmm. focused on the core travel so that would be a good synergy right there or uh, you know, Ford got their angel program. They had to keep turning off chargers because uh, they don't actually work with their system, and 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 the vendor ignores their uh, their their request to repair it. So they turn off the charger, and people are like, "Well, I couldn't find it in the map. That, that means it doesn't work with your truck. <laughs> don't go <Yeah>. there. <laughs> don't You're gonna go, go there, there and have great. a bad time." Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so. Next, uh, just a quick update for the Boring Company in Las Vegas. Uh, they did announce a um, a reveal, a new uh, tunnel and station. Uh, connecting a new station called Westgate. And Westgate, uh, I looked on the little uh, map that they provided, uh, it's going to be basically uh, an extension of Resorts World. So it's off to the right of Resorts World, and the tunnel that goes to Resorts World 
is actually going to loop around and go to this Westgate uh, and uh, uh, West Station. Uh, Westgate is what it's called. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's and why they didn't do a two-way tunnel, because if they maybe, circle, they don't they've it. got this now loop uh, <laughs> yeah. between uh, Resorts World and this Westgate station. So I it's heard an you addition like right, so I put a loop right in your loop. LVCC. <laughs> It's so, finally uh, lived up to its name. Loop de loop. <laughs> loop, de loop. Yeah. yeah, underground, it's got this big loop that you have to go through. Yeah, um, we, we, that would we, be we fun. All, we in, talked in the first... dark with uh, with flashing lights. That's great. That's it's an amusement ride right there. Right. We talked. We talked recently about the the ADA vehicle, the the open air mm -hmm. kind of like neighborhood vehicle. Uh, yep. This this rack on this Model X, uh, I'm wondering if that was their previous uh, ADA it compliance. It was, yeah, to, yeah. to house a, a power or a regular wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, any more pictures of this thing? So that was yeah, kind of cool. But uh, we'll see as this uh, moves along. Uh, and of course, uh, more construction is expected in Las Vegas soon, if not already ongoing. While we're talking about Boring Company, Elon also tweeted this weekend uh, version 3 of their uh, Boring uh tunnel boring machine was was shown off he said there's the foam and it was coming out uh, under somewhere in texas on a test proof test rock dig. two yep yes cool. next casey's got a story to end the evening and this one is about uh the ultrasonic sensors yes so uh they they're, they're gone uh <laughs> tesla decided that with vision they don't need ultrasonic sensors anymore and uh, I'm of two minds with this. Uh, the first is that uh, now it'll help for all those folks who uh, either have an unfortunate run-in with road debris or uh, mean-spirited children or whatever, and the pucks get poked out. Also, yeah. for, for crash repairs, now you just need a plastic bumper skin rather than uh, plastic bumper skin with pucks and wiring and testing, and it's got to be set up just right so that the autopilot doesn't mess up your car. Uh, my only concern, I've got this uh, stash away right here, is on the front of the car, there's a small, uh, I say small, there's a blind spot in front of the car and on the fenders uh, right here. And I'm curious what... I can't see uh, you what you're sharing. It didn't share? <gasps> nope. Uh, let's do it again. Stop sharing. Uh, start sharing. That one. Not sharing yet. Wow, what's up with that? Here, let me send send you guys the to your point. Oh, if there's gone. A... <laughs> make make sure we're still on the air, please. Last time I did this to me, I got shut off. Um, live and shows recording. It's live so recording. It said that too, but <laughs> what does YouTube say? <laughs> Oh, hey, someone in the chat, please tell us if we're still here. <laughs> yes, because uh, we got two minutes to fix it, if not. Um... Hey, it worked. All right. So right in front of here, uh, from the fenders to the nose of the car, right up against the car is a, um, a small uh, but noticeable blind spot. Uh, now, uh, that's fine if the car's in motion or awake. But if the car goes to sleep and turns off the cameras, uh, there's a chance that, uh, that that children, pets, uh, or other obstacles like somebody laying down a bicycle could get in there. Now that's fine on 
cases like uh, the smart summon, what it used to do, uh, it, if it was parked nose in, it would just back up a little bit first and then it would drive through. Uh, but if you're backed up against the wall, I'm curious how Tesla is is solving this. Is it going to be a leap of faith? Are they changing one of the lenses out of, of uh, either the pillar cameras or the, the one of the three cameras here? Or are they going to make you get out and check? Or how are they going to handle that? But other than that, I'm excited for this because it, it means it's going to be cheaper to build, cheaper to repair. And if, and, uh, and they don't have that problem of, of disagreeing sensors, just like we saw when they turned off radar and removed it from the new cars. Uh, they don't have to well, say, oh, do we believe the radar or do we believe our eyes? You don't believe your lying eyes. Uh, <laughs> so, so we're in yeah, that same. It's, it's, it's going to be a change, just like everything else. There'll be yeah. an adjustment period. Um, I know that I'm quite used to my sensors when I'm coming into a tight part of my garage, that yeah, I'm mm -hmm. aware of how many centimeters I am from a particular object uh, or inches if you're in the U.S., so it will be it'll be interesting to see how uh, how vision changes uh, what you're doing uh, in a tight spot. So that same system will be there, except for uh, immediately when you buy one of these new cars. Uh, just like uh, every other time they do something with autopilot hardware, uh, when it comes in, it has less functionality than the than the previous car, but very quickly it becomes a little better. So here you can see the the, the blind spot at the fenders and hood. And then the rest of this is um, this is uh, green. They only took a bunch of pictures, and somebody else stitched them together into a 360. So, of what uh, of what all the vision can see. Exactly. So I'm comfortable with it. It's just uh, I just want to know what they're going to do for that that situation. The car wakes up and is against the wall. How's it going to make sure that in front of it is clear? Just yeah. because it's safety is number one with Tesla, and so I'm curious how they're going to handle that part. Right. So they have object permanence, and so if if you're driving and they've seen an area. When they get there and that's in the blind spot they still have an idea just like you would if something goes behind speaking of uh babies that you can play peekaboo with them and they're surprised every time to see you but yeah. a car or an adult, a Tesla shirt <laughs> nice yes <laughs> and, and and i do want to point out this is the same blind spot problem that the driver will have so it's, it's not like like we haven't this is a new problem like this exists already on every other car um that is manually driven. Now, now some other cars have cameras and radars and ultrasonics in the nose to, to, to get around this problem, but um, uh, it's, it's not an inherent failure on Tesla's part. I just want to know how they're going to get around. Right. And are they going to give you the same warnings that the current system does when you're close to something that I mean, yeah. they have oh! to? <laughs> <laughs> right. So the cool thing is that they've got the data, right? So they've obviously been testing this. They've One of the things they've done with cameras is uh, distance and they, they were able to calibrate that with LiDAR, and now they're able to calibrate the short-range stuff with their sonar sensors. Yeah, and, and they've 3D made the determination. The week. Yeah, that the cameras can now gather as much data that's as good or better, and so they can move to this camera-only system. Yes. With that, let's wrap this one up. Uh, we want to say thank you to uh, Hockey Day and Derek, uh, who have been in the chat room and been conversing with us uh, the entire show. Yes. And uh, we want to um, say to uh, Patrick, any uh, any updates for us, Patrick? Any shout-outs? Sure. Uh, as always, I'm with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeva.org. And I, I have a couple things I posted in my blog this week. One of them was Tesla's production numbers and uh, tracking that. And then the other one was something that came up on this show where uh, – uh, we were talking about uh, 
grid balancing and and uh, how I realized, huh, my utility has two programs and they don't always work together. So I, I talked about those two programs and how sometimes the gears grind a little bit on that. Yeah. So check it out at carswithcords.net. Fantastic. Can't compete with the baby, and though. Casey baby, <laughs> any uh, any shout-outs for this evening? So on Sundays we've got a, a live chat that we do at uh, one ten Eastern over at youtube.com slash Casey Green. That's K-A-C-E-Y G-R-E-E-N. And um, I've got a um, a video I'm going to make about using uh, Starlink with Home, Home Assistant to automate some features in your home. And uh, I'll make a video on that. I might not publish it until a couple weeks uh, just because there's some stuff going on uh, here. And I, I may not decide not to blur out my, my physical location. And so, <laughs> Probably a uh, good idea. I don't, I don't want to be at the physical location uh, when, when that's put up, if that's the case. So... <laughs> uh, but that'll be here as well uh, and uh, i've got a lot of good ideas for for some pre-recorded videos coming up so they'll be very back. good very good we'll keep uh, an eye out for that uh if you haven't already please give us a thumbs up press that subscribe button that helps us out and cost you nothing would really appreciate it uh, get some more eyes on the show so uh with that we will bid everyone a good night or good evening or good morning wherever you're watching this. And uh, we thank you uh, for joining us. Together next week, we'll find out what's going on in the Tesla life. Thank you, Lee Moon. Stay positive, test negative. We didn't mention Twitter. We did not, not mention all. Twitter. Oh, <laughs> well, we're going to cover it eventually. It's a Musk company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>